the internet, and welcome to season 168, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. It is zero days until January 20th, uh, which we count down because it is Miles' mom's birthday. Uh, It is also uh, that day in which we say we made it. That motherfucker is gone. Uh, My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Na, 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 hey, hey, hey. Oh, Brian. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be, I'm thrilled to be joined as wow, always. Twist. <laughs> I know. Gotcha at the end there. Uh, Shyamalan-esque. Uh, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's going to take a lot to drag them away from you. So many mega losers trying to pull off a coup. The backwards mega hats were Antifa. They'll blame the protests on Antifa. Gonna take some time and refuse all the basic facts. Oh. Man, it's hard to get those harmonies in or out because I only had one voice, but shout out to Bad Tweet Girl on the Discord for that. Oh, uh, man. Love a, love a Toto reference. Or, or just yeah, song. just oh man, you know. Shout out, shout out, Steve Lukather. Shout out, Tina Lukather, who I went mm. to high school with. All right, Tina, we see you. you should put on an she album of all the times, all the AKAs you can. Like, I bet you could do a whole karaoke Rolodex. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a, there's a cat on Twitter, TDZ AKA Karaoke's, and my man's just belts them out like with an actual singing voice. So you know, <laughs> maybe I like it. Maybe I feel small, and I've and maybe I paid a lot of money for singing classes. But I prefer a uh, lip sync battle where they leave my vocals in because they, they really can't be uh, replaced. Or uh, the shittiest TikTok trend is people doing lip dubs of this show. <laughs> uh, Sorry, well, put on the universe. Can't wait. To we see are you. thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the brilliant. The talented Teresa Lee. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, what's up? Okay, I'm gonna sing. He made us feel crazy. He was racist and lazy. If I put it quite plainly, these last four years pain me. Now it's time to make it right. Join me as we say goodbye. He's been tweeting confessive. His doctor said he's healthy. Always lying through his teeth. We all remember Stormy. Couldn't stop telling lies. He tried to make things white. 8645. <laughs> I cut it short because I realized it was too long. <laughs> that was pretty. Mm-hmm. What was well that to done. the tune uh, of? Tune of 3435 by Ariana Grande, of course. Um, oh, of course. That's yes. why I'm And like... I was at the 0.1% top Spotify listener uh, of Ariana last year. Upgraded you from were? 1%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they have shit like that? That tells you how They tell you you are, you are w- amongst the like blank percent. And I thought 1% was the furthest I could go, but... That's just shows Damn. don't don't stop following your dreams because you never know when you can beat your own record and I, that I did. Right, and keep going. Wait, they have stats on being like how much you are, like how you rank compared to other people listening to Ariana Grande. Yeah, so if you didn't get a message, sorry, Jack, you weren't right. part of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I know you I'm, probably I'm like hurt. to think you're point one percent, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's like that extra <laughs> thing that they give blue checks on Twitter, where you can like have an extra tool. It's like the blue check of being an Ariana Grande stand. Who would uh, you? Yeah, you get absolutely be? nothing for it, except for maybe some em- embarrassment, depending on right. how you look at it, or pride. Yeah. You know, like me. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Who would you want to like be in the top one percent of listeners in? Me. Yeah, mm. like, is there an artist that you feel like, mm, I wouldn't feel bad? Like, is, is that a point of pride for you, Teresa? Because you big Ariana fan, you're like, oh, hell yeah. That's where I need to be. I guess or it's always like, like mm. you know, it's not like it's something I was going for. I don't want to say it's a natural talent, <laughs> but I do think it's always, I do get validated when I am how I think I am. Like, I like that I am being my true self. And I do say that I like Ariana Grande, but, you know, I really wasn't tracking how much I listened to her. And Right, right, well, right. I really do like her. So. <laughs> okay. And I'm glad you said I am whoever you think I am because that uh, brings up who I would want to be number one. Uh, Matt is Eminem. <laughs> Eminem. Uh, just the greatest rapper of all time. 
I sit uh, back with these back with podcasts <laughs> and this bag. And this. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Ooh, uh, Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Mom's. Oh, <yeah. laughs> That's a great impression. I like Mom's that as like spaghetti. a blues. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I guess that um, fats Domino's too. How about Going you, Mom's? Down, eating dumb. Mom's oh my God, he should be the spokesperson for like Domino's. Yeah. Knees yeah. weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> Vomit on a sweater already. Mom's oh, spaghetti. No. He's nervous. But on the surface, okay, anyway, that's like a weird satchel version. <laughs> uh, for me, I don't know. This year, I listened to a lot of, like, uh, I don't know. I, I th- it's probably usually, it's like, it's Jay Dilla and I think maybe Claro. I listened to a lot of Claro. I got into Claro. And um, probably, yeah, that's about it. That was like a new thing for me that popped mm. up. But yeah, and for me personally, who I would feel like I had the the badge of honor to say I was in the top percents of listener would probably be like uh, Jay Dilla because I listen yeah, to it so much and I'm such good. a like, uh, you know, disciple of it as a, you know, wannabe beat maker. Mm. <laughs> See, it's nice when you have stuff that's actually like good and you have taste, but I feel like I, <laughs> I'll i have like music I like and then I'll have music that I play nonstop. And oh, yeah, yeah. To the no point judgment. where... Like, my Spotify wrap-up said my number two artist was The Weeknd. I like people with, like, big libraries. And it still didn't get to the point, like, The Weeknd and Ariana have a song together. And that still didn't make my top five. Like, it was only wow. Ariana oh, Grande's damn. song's top five. <laughs> like, the top top like, tracks no I features. listened to was Race Car by Deaton Chris Anthony featuring Claro. <laughs> uh, where it's a rap song where Claro's rapping. <laughs> I'm like, I had that shit on loop for, like, the first part of the year. Uh, the, then, yeah, being in the top one or point one percent of Ariana Grande fans is like that's a lot of competition. You have a lot of like teenage, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> girls who are out there who are like voting. They're like, all right, I'm gonna leave this on just so I can mm. get her listens up a little bit. Are you are you doing that at all? Uh no, sadly to say, I li- I listen to every 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 time <laughs> every it's on. I, am li- it? I am listening actively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to get Michael Jordan to explain his game and work ethic. I get <laughs> I know, just, I it know. happens out here for the goats. Yeah. I will say, knowing her from afar, I don't think she would like to know that about me. Like, I think that stuff creeps her out. Is what I've seen from her interacting with super fans. So I would mm. never tell her that. Oh, you're yeah. like, who are you, fool? Get out my way. Yeah, nice ponytail. I don't think she would want to hear that I've, I'm in the 0.1% of her fans. <laughs> yeah, not a good so, way to yeah, start that Do you comment. have a plan for nagging her if you ever see her in person? Are you going to, like... Mm, I, I think that... I don't know. Man, you're putting me on the spot. This is, like... <laughs> you haven't I'm thought about saying, this? Oh, my God. Teresa, I'm just saying, think about it. Because, uh, yeah. you know... <laughs> you might find yourself in that position one time, and you got to know how to, uh, you know... I don't want to manifest the wrong thing, okay? The power of manifestation is very strong. I get it. Knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on your sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, I think I would just be like, quote Eminem to her or something. (laughs) You're like, um, mom's spaghetti? And she's like, oh my God, I love that. We're best friends now. Uh, All right, Teresa, we're going to get to know you a little bit better, even though I feel like we already know you. uh, Everything we need to know based on the Ariana Grande facts. But uh, I am into QAnon now, so like I was (laughs) telling Miles earlier. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. (laughs) Uh, But first, let's tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Uh, It is Inauguration Day. We're going to talk about uh, how the National Guard uh, is admitting they might have a couple white nationalists in their ranks. Uh, We'll talk about uh, baby's last day in office yesterday, how that went. Uh, We'll talk about Mitch McConnell. He's saying the right things very carefully, which makes me nervous. Uh, We'll talk about Biden's pick, Dr. Rachel Levine, to be assistant health secretary. Uh, And the presidential pardon derby has uh, taken over... uh, a lot of people are paying attention to this. We'll look at the odds because they're taking odds on that and oh just the history of presidential pardons. Uh, all of that, plenty more. Tiffany Trump got an engagement pick on, on the White House grounds. So that's a uh, yoink. Yeah. On the way out. She's like, oh, squeeze it in. It's proof. I told you, Grandma. I told you, Grandma's dad was a traitorous president. <laughs> uh, but first, before we get to any of that, Teresa, we like to ask our guests, "What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are?" Uh, well, last night I searched, "What is the emoji symbol for 
like, can I say pussy or vagina? Whatever. I forget yeah. if I'm allowed to say that. Like, well, hold on. That. Let's take a quick break and figure this. Let's sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. Pussy. Like pussy. Um, yeah, okay. No, because we'll I know eggplant is the dick emoji. Right. And I, right. I'm making Valentine's Day merch. Hey, you guys can buy them at TeresaLee.com slash shop. But uh, I want it. I have a joke that's like, thank you for the dick. But I'm doing it where you can circle different ones so you can circle i want to do like big pussy like heart brain whatever mm-hmm. but i was like i don't know the if there is one and i looked it up and i couldn't figure out like a consensus so i just put a picture of a kitty the yeah kitty. what I do see... you guys think is there is it i've heard taco but that feels demeaning to me yeah i don't like tacos that. weird i like i mean the kitty that's that's probably the the best way to go at it as opposed to taco, yeah. which is fucking I mean, gross and like yeah. fatty, I feel like. It, yeah. it reminds me of that uh, pink taco is like taco place, which always has like oh, a very fratty yeah. vibe to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they have one at the Century City Mall. Yeah. Like back yeah. in the day. And I was like, I remember someone was like, yo, we're going to pink taco. I'm like, you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Bye. Miss me with that aggro bullshit places. Like the tacos suck. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, because I know. On the internet, like, you know, on like, you know, the shade room or like gossip blogs, whenever they like, I feel like the the, the cat face one is uh-huh. used a lot. And then the other, t- but then the peach is used for a butt. Right. I have the cake. peach in there. I put the butt in there. I put brain, which you can interpret either way. You know, uh, you could uh-huh. interpret it the Nicki Minaj way or as yeah. intelligence. Where's but the I, Georgia yeah, but I wanted a, emoji? Th- yeah, that's what I was like. Maybe there's a flower, but. I don't know if it's universal, so I just put kitty. But this yeah, and the like flower that needs to be remedied. I think you need yeah. to work. I mean, on look, in the flower maybe department, our, pussies our are just also are different. You know, maybe it's like hard to categorize them because they're all just unique. Maybe it should right. be like a snowflake or something. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> snowflake. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to. Yeah, but maybe that's something we need to push for. Uh, yeah. Sure. Com- yeah. Alex Schmidt and Jamie Loftus <laughs> need to combine their forces uh-huh. of trying to get new emojis being made and just be like, what is the thing we can all agree upon for yeah. this genital <laughs> representation? Mm. What, so yeah, I- I'm behind that. Kitty, Taco, are, are there any other options that we... Well, um, there's like, so if you look it up, they do have like like sets that are like not the Unicode ones. So there's a lot of like actual vagina emojis <laughs> right. which is like not what i wanted on the I nose. Mean, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um but yeah those were the ones i saw but i guess i guess we have less need to be uh sending those emojis i'm not sure i yeah, think it's then, cute to have a little emoji for it but I don't yeah know. yeah you, you get into weird territory like is it the cherries is it a is it the oyster <laughs> oh, no. on the, the half shell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like ah! that oyster above oh the shrimp, God. like that's oh a little God, aggro. No. Or is it like the the meat bone with the bone through it? No, I don't no, know. No. It's all there is like the the third eye, which I kind of like because that like the evil eye or whatever the protecting eye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I could go roll with that. It's about like keeping out the uh, evil, you know. Sure. But I think we no, need some we... Georgia O'Keefe art historians yeah. on the on the case to <laughs> yeah. just be like this. This will do. Uh, what is something you think is underrated, Teresa? Underrated? Oh, what did I say for this? Oh, um, okay. I'm gonna do the sentence version. Tell me if it makes sense. Social media as systems. Does this make sense, so, or do you want to explain more? <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, what's like, something that's over I, it? <laughs> I am no, I'm stupid. Like, Go. Okay, because yeah. I know we all hate on Twitter and TikTok and whatever for the individual like toxicity that we get. But recently, as I came on last time a while ago to talk about AI, and I believe it or not, journeyed further into this depth. But uh, you know how neural networks are like systems like you're like the short version is like your brain has organic systems like your limbic system your prefrontal cortex uh and then organs or whatever but they all work together to make you and i think we're getting to the point where social media like platforms like twitter tiktok facebook they're not all just ways for humans individually to interact or create communities anymore the platform itself has become a system like people using it actually change the platform as an organ like one will eventually function more like the heart and the brain and they're not all going to sub in for each other we're already getting to that point like tiktok isn't just one where people who like social media get on it people get on it to do tiktok whereas it used to be you follow the new thing so i think we're getting to that point and i think it's a good thing because i think it'll take away the individualistic like 
negative stuff and make it so we all are almost like cells and atoms adding our positive, you know, the positivity will win out because the flow is going to go towards like human nature in hopefully survival way, like the way that your brain adapts to survive. I think these platforms are going to become interactive systems in the internet body. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, oh, that totally makes that's, sense. That's super That's like deep. looking very out into the future. I'm like, wow, okay, shit. I think but we're there already, it's already with happening. a lot of things. Yeah. We're there, yeah. Yeah, like people are sacrificing their own individuality for like whatever is going to make the overall system like operate mm. more efficiently or whatever is going to like get more attention in the overall system like on Twitter or whatever it mm. is. But I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not that individuals you'll lose anything. It's that in the same way that, you know, you, Jack, when your body is healthy, your heart's healthy, your, everything benefits. So by right. acting in your own best interest, we are now connected and at a threshold that will keep the body surviving, which is like human nature in the internet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's super interesting. I, I could see a future where people are harnessing that to do good and bad because it is like we, people have, you know, been like, when are we going to reach the singularity? When is AI going to happen? And like suddenly, you know, artificial intelligence is beyond human comprehension. And I feel like this is a form of the singularity where we are mm -hmm. all individual neurons, like contributing to an overall, like sort of hive mind organism. I think that's yeah, yeah a but, really but don't worry, the, a, the, the AI won't take over in an evil way. Once you get there, you'll let go of your ego. I think I'm already there. And then you'll realize that uh, it's, if you believe in the common good, it will keep going that way. But I, it is really scary. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I'm just because it's hard for me to think of these platforms working without people's egos being healthy, too. You know, because I think it cancels out at a certain point. Well, so like, for example, Trump never got on TikTok and people have many reasons why, like data. But I also think I think he's probably been on it secretly tiktok the like algorithm shows you your subconscious like it knows you better not in a way like that facebook tells you what to buy in sure. a way that it'll literally be like we know you were in an abusive relationship whether you say it or not and then they'll start showing you how to heal and i think if you're a narcissist or someone like with trump tendencies you're gonna see a lot of stuff you don't want to see because your subconscious is reflecting the parts that you don't want to see and so i don't think people like him want to be on tiktok right but I'm just saying from the like, but then there are people who participate on the content creation side, good or bad, too, that I also see mm. like your ego absolutely needs to be healthy yeah. enough to sort of continue in the pattern of like putting yourself out there for the views to keep sort of feeding that relationship to the platform. But I think it I think it all depends. Like you're saying there are people in it for different reasons. Other people might not be as ego centered when they're participating. in. But I think one of the reasons why I've even like my relationship over time with social media has changed is like there was an element about like reinforcing my ego to the posting mm. that was not was like not very healthy for me or like was yeah. was was feeding a lot of other like subconscious insecurities or whatever. And I was like, oh, God, this is like torturous <laughs> in a way. But I think we're all made differently, you know. Well, I shout sure out to the people on too. TikTok because yeah. I love I, the videos. <laughs> I agree. I definitely had moments of like, yeah, posting kind of like subtweets. But I would also argue that I had to go through that phase of my life to now come out on the other side. So not to oh, say yeah. you have to, but if you lean but into all your tendencies, you end up healing yourself faster. I don't know. It sounds really bananas, but I, I feel like I do feel like it's gotten smoother using social media in that way. Sure. I mean, I think it's more more uh it's less bananas than just assuming that uh, all these social media platforms are just like there and not affecting us in some profound way as a as a society <laughs> like that i mean there there was a news story over the weekend that uh trump being banned like disinformation about the election mm. went down 70% and i replied to that and was like do we will we look back on the social media era as like the way somebody who is in recovery looks back on like a, hmm. you know, what they did while they were under the influence. And oh, I, interesting. but I, I also feel like that might've been specific to having a president who was using social media in that way. But there is, there is that 
power, right? There, There is the ability yeah. for somebody to come in and completely take over if it's not regulated in some uh, yeah. way that is has an eye toward the overall health of society as opposed to the, you know, what is driving revenue. Well, I, I see it as the same way as like when you first get your trust broken, you might be like, oh, I better not trust anymore. But then over time, when you start leaning into learning lessons, you realize like trust is one of my good qualities. I just have to learn how to discern who to trust. Yeah. And I think Trump taking advantage of a lot of his followers is similar. Like they do have trauma bonds, but he it's not the idea isn't to never trust It's to figure out how to like spot the red flags because the trust part will actually make the community stronger if people know how to discern. I don't know. Now this sounds really boring. I am a comedian, but I haven't done stand up <laughs> in o- almost a year. <laughs> no, but it's true. There is like you're saying, there is a mirror to it, but it requires a level of self-awareness and yeah. mm-hmm. openness to self-examination, I think, to get those lessons out of it. Um, yeah. Because many people don't. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I worry that there's a lot of... Like I've noticed in uh, pop culture, there being a trend of... The only example that's coming to mind is Memento, but like I think there are a lot uh, of movies yeah. where it's like people intentionally ignore something to like give mm. their life meaning. They like, and I I feel like that is a reflection of something we're seeing more and more as yeah, technology and culture. Dissonance. Yeah, like intentional cognitive dissonance, uh, which I think could get you in trouble on the yeah. what what you're talking about. But uh, let's talk about something you think is overrated. Okay, I think learning math in school is overrated. And I'll tell you why. Because I never liked math growing up. I did fine at it. But in quarantine, as you guys might know, I think a lot and talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I like to write poetry secretly. But I started thinking a lot about time and like all these sort of quantum thoughts that I didn't realize were quantum. And I wrote a poem that I meant to write as a love poem for my boyfriend. And I posted it as a, it's kind of a riddle. And I posted it as a riddle to see if people could guess it. And a lot of people told me I just wrote E equals MC squared as a poem. And then I started getting sent quantum videos and started watching them and realized that not that like I in a way I learned math on the street is what I'm trying to say. I like sitting home (laughs) (laughs) thinking like the way that the thinkers used to think because they just had so much time. And what I realized is it's actually school is good because it is a shortcut, but it's not the only way to learn because at some point someone discovered it. And I think these are like, if they're truth, they're truths of the universe that are built into our human condition to know. And if you're isolated from people long enough and you sit there and think you could actually just know things like that too, which is wild because I started watching quantum videos and going, these are the dreams that I've been having like to a T. Like I was like drawing like pictures that I was like, I don't know. I think this is the equation for time. And then a scientist on TV was like, or on my YouTube is like, this is how we would define time. Like what? (laughs) I don't have to go to school for this. So you're in the wrong damn field. No, everyone, I think everyone has the ability to know this. It's just what we use to... How we express it or, yeah. The yeah, because I'm using like poems, have. which is like sure. super like, bleh, like, you know, I'm, that's the comedy I think has helped me stay away from this. But now I, there's no filter, no buffer. I can't wait till, you know, we're like in some Watchmen reality where like Teresa Lee has solved the, like, <laughs> the, the quandary about, yeah, yeah, energy. And, like, and we have now the ability to time travel safely. Without affecting space and time. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I think uh, like learning, that's so interesting. Like I'm, I'm learning about quantum physics in the streets. Mm-hmm. It's like step up, but like I'm Channing Tatum, but like. Doing that. <laughs> but just slowly, yeah, getting this informal education on it. Wow. I, 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 I'm like jealous of that. I've only thought more deeply about how reality shows are made. Uh. Well, I almost, uh, well, see, that could be something because you're looking at human character. But I would almost argue, this sounds wild, but it made me think like, what if we could teach, I think kids should go to school, but there might be a way like when children are younger to have like a more unstructured like couple years where they discover and they're supervised, but they learn things. And then we can step in and because to know something, you have to learn it on your own and to be taught something and you're just repeating, you don't actually know it. So many children like forget things because of that. But yeah. I don't know. I just think like if we like let kids like, I don't know, ages three to six, just have supervised discovery time, like mm-hmm. to actually just try to s- figure out the world on their own. 
we would actually be making way more innovation because you know everything you can know, but you just have to learn the language to to express it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the big kind of, I, I think, motivating factors that the place where we first worked together cracked was just like yeah. realizing how much of what like what we learned in school was uh giving, you know, it, it was screwing over like how mm -hmm. interesting a, a given subject is, uh, including math, which is not something we ended up writing <laughs> a lot about. But you uh, you just put it really beautifully. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk inauguration. And we're back, and uh, the inauguration is today going to be one of the most heavily secured events ever in the nation. Uh, and the National Guard, uh, as a result of that, is having to come to terms with a couple issues they might have uh, surrounding white nationalism and white supremacy. Mm, I don't know. Is it a problem? I don't know. <laughs> people that have, have extremists, people who have been monitoring extremism in the country been saying um, they're in law enforcement and the military, too. Uh, yeah, we're now at the point where they have realized, OK, maybe we need to check up on this a little bit, considering the amount of former and active duty law enforcement and military that pulled up on one six that yeah. they have to be like, OK, fuck. Well, it's twenty five thousand troops. Um yeah. Let's hurry up and do a quick vetting of them all. And this is what they say. They're, so they are going to vet all 25,000 uh, troops, apparently. They say, quote, the screening effort will at, very, at the very least, at the very least, oh, involve God. running their names through databases and watch lists to see if anything pops up. Uh -huh. uh, for, and they say, quote, for this deployment, everybody is screened additionally, but it's more of a reassurance because we do everything we can do mm -hmm. to know our guardsmen, our soldiers and airmen. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're more strict about vote, like voter suppression, than they are with the National right. Guard. They're like, oh yeah, they're yeah, like, just yeah. come, come in if you, if just yeah, we right. trust you. You're, you're white. You're, you're cool. As of yeah. right now, they've had to oust two people so far because right. of their background check. Mm, okay, mm. so we'll see. Two I mean, out I think, of twenty five thousand seems. Well, seems we don't low. know how far they. They say they, apparently they're saying that the like sort of um, the vetting process will continue into when, like into inauguration day Wednesday. So, so there's gonna be like you'd people hate to be up like, on the stage and yeah, they're, like, they're, like, whoa, 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 whoa. they're like, oh shit, that guy, oh, fuck. okay, um, nothing like maybe we should use the hol maybe minute. we should hologram um, Biden for this. That's Just what I've been so, saying. Like, like, I don't, I don't understand. Say it's COVID for COVID reasons, but yeah, really, like, let's be real. Easy. Like, this kind of shit happens in other countries within our lifetime, and. We just feel like we're just—it's like we're literally on a path that has a pattern that's yeah. we can actually use. Like we can look at past countries that have been taken over, and yet we're like, yeah, but it's different. Yeah. You can it's look at the countries. You can look at the countries where we backed the coup. <laughs> the yes! Place, oh my god! I mean? They're literally so, cooing themselves or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. Know. It's almost like they. If only they had known before uh, the 6th of January that uh, there was a white nationalism problem in, in the National Guard or that that was a bad thing. Like or that, everywhere. That seemed, yeah. yeah, everywhere. Like we, I mean, the very first episode we did uh, of this show was right after Charlottesville. And like I still like one of the most uh, visceral memories I have yeah. of anything from doing this show was... That dude, uh, like one of one of the uh, white supremacists, like firing a handgun like multiple times, like in a standoff and just like firing it at the ground. But like basically like this is I'm going to start shooting people and they're just being, you know, white cops in the background who are just like, haha, like, they're like whoa, buddy, give a come fuck, on, now. man. Did yeah. not also give a fuck. Well, I feel like that's what's so frustrating is, I mean, I, I keep seeing this rhetoric and less, a little bit more people are waking up. But even after January 6th, people are saying like, this isn't us. We can't do this. But it's like, we've had plenty of evidence. This is us. We've pointed. This is us coming through. This is us. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> it is just like, yeah, we have the evidence already. Instead of now, I feel like it's like, Jack, you're talking about recovery earlier, but it's like, yeah, you can. Now we know, but. You can't just keep saying, I have, I have a problem, I have a problem. It's like, now right. yeah, yeah. you got to fix it. And we've spent a lot of time being like, we're racist. 
but right. doing nothing about it. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, the president's uh, former president. Baby's I mean, last who, who day knows? In office, as, as you, you record said. this, he's the right. president. Oh, I don't know if please, some shit please, will happen. Please, please. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the episode my, that never aired. The My Pillow CEO. Uh, if his oh if his God. plan goes into action, maybe maybe we're blame uh, it on China. That's what yeah. that from said. From QAnon. Like, yes. Uh, but I don't know. His his last week seemed to be Lindsey Graham and other people who are still in his corner planning little distraction trips and giving him. Like new things to just distract him, right? Yeah, I, they have to. You know, he was there. We had a lot of warmongering going on uh, in the beginning mm -hmm. of January. We're like, oh no, what is he? What's okay? So maybe, maybe he's not going to try something uh, in terms of armed conflict with Iran. But yeah, it's now just been basically like, okay, just shut the fuck up and, you know, try and get out of this and maybe. Maybe maybe someone will pardon you and the country will continue on its terrible pattern of excusing this kind of shit. But every day has been something, um, you know, from golfing with Lindsey Graham to, you know, tr they gave him a pile of CDs with it that had all the plastic wrap that were impossible to open from like the 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. They had him open 700 of those shits for a day just to be like, just get, keep him occupied. And yeah, uh, it's it's been all in service of this man's ego. And it's just funny to read just sort of everything around this from the Washington Post. They're saying, quote, he has not held any public events in six days, although aides insist he is hard at work on behalf of the American people, publishing daily on oh the president's God. otherwise empty public schedule that he, quote, and this is on the president's daily schedule, <laughs> quote, will work from early in the morning until late in the evening and make... <laughs> Again, verbatim, this is what's written down. Make many calls and have many meetings. Oh, my God. He literally is a ki kid that just wished to be big, except he's doing it badly. Like, it's right. not like it's yeah. big if it a, didn't end well. A kid who got there would be like, be like, I need an adult to help me, like, pretend, oh have yeah. an air of legitimacy. Like, he's just like, nah, I don't know, baby, work hard all day, do meetings, <laughs> and go on phone. Big, what big, if and loud. I, I'm like, what if he's like traveling around? This is what my brain gets paranoid. I'm like, what if he's leaving horcruxes everywhere of like himself? So it's like, <laughs> like, just like little, little bits of himself, like evil Trump spirits around. So like, you know, four years yeah. down the road, you accidentally open a cursed gem and it's like, aha, I'm back. Yeah. I'm Jafar think, or whatever. I think those, those were left uh, around the country a long time ago, even before Trump. So yeah. we may, oh, who knows? But yeah, there may be new ones, new horcruxes in the mix. Who knows? Uh, but then also on Fox and Friends, they continued to really just pat the old, pat him on his back on the way out. The <laughs> the sycophant fest on his favorite show, Fox and Friends, was unbelievable. Um, on Tuesday morning, Ainsley Earhart had to just you know let the president know how much of an admirer he is of how how he just stands up to everything and works so hard. Size President Trump, but no one can argue he is a worker. You know, he he no doesn't drink alcohol. That. He stays up late at night. He watches every show. He I'm sorry. So <laughs> you just said he doesn't drink up alcohol. He, he stays, stays up late, stays late, up late every watches night. every episode. <laughs> every that sounds show. like me two years ago. I just right. like going through right. depression. Phase. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> depression. That's just staying up late and watching TV is depression. He's bro. going. Yeah, he's coming for that spot on Spotify that says, "Congratulations, Donald Trump. You're in the point one oh one percent of Fox and Friends watchers." Uh, we'll go on oh to hear God. her continue with this eulogy. He's working. He got to work immediately. And now Joe Biden is saying he's going to get to work on immigration on the first day in office. Some are criticizing him, like Senator uh, Cotton, for focusing on this issue instead of the pandemic. What do you say? Well, this is going to be part of the problem of where, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And while he's been able to stay in the background as president-elect, um, he's sort of being held less accountable for what is his priority list. And Anyway, they go on to just, you know, spin that shit. But absence makes the heart grow fonder about Trump. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like maybe that's a strategy all along is be so bad, but also do nothing. And then you can't really like, obviously, the Republicans won't like the stuff Democrats do, but it, it will be active. And they'll be like, well, Trump didn't do that. But it's because he didn't do shit. Like, but what do you do? Yeah. And then well, him leaving office is going to give us that feeling like people on the left, a feeling of relief like leaving a toxic situation. So in a way we all get to remember our last memory of him as like 
relief. Yeah. And wait, in that same cycle where you have that crisis, where you think about going back to that fucked up relationship. Oh, no. Uh-oh. When ah. you do the X smash real quick, and oh you're like, gosh. oh, what have you I up. done? Yeah, There's that's that exactly when the that's... you up text from America comes oh, back. No. Like Donald Trump hits that us when a couple years. Hey, W-Y-D. <sighs> um, what y'all do? Mm-hmm. There's that Twitter thread that's going around that's like just a, a greatest hits of his most funniest moments, basically, where he was a hilarious laughing stock. But it does kind of take the pain out of what having him as the president was for the for the country. It's like with uh, George W. Bush, it was like we turned him into an adorable dummy uh, in in retrospect and not somebody who led to the deaths of millions of people. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's tough because I think everybody going through this national uh, trauma and having to make sense of it and, you know, process, process it however they can. But it does just feel like, I don't know, we, we do have a tendency yeah. to kind of uh, rose tinted glasses, ex-presidents. Uh, yeah. And just in general, we're not we're not open enough societally to process our trauma, even on a personal level in this right. country. You know yeah. what I mean? So to take it here, I'm like, I don't think we're going to be processing this much at all. It'll be the thing we're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just drinking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much we can do that. But who knows? Because now the elites have been threatened by this presidency mm. and maybe you're taking all of the symptoms of, you know, systemic racism that came along with the administration seriously, that maybe we will. I don't. I really don't know. Um, yeah. But the inauguration day, just to kind of put a bow on what pre- the president's last moments in office are going to be like, if things are still going to plan, uh, he should be having a military style send off from Joint Base Andrews, uh, which typically, normally, the 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 out the outgoing president goes to the inauguration and then right. says, "Hey, thanks, man. Here are the keys, the, the cocaine's under the weird table over there, and you're good to go." Um, and then you go do your send off at at Andrews and get and take the plane for one last ride to wherever you're going. But since this fucking crusty motherfucker doesn't want to ask Joe Biden for per, like any permission, because technically, since he wouldn't be the president anymore, it's like a request you make to the president. Be like, may I take this one last ride upon Air Force One? Since right. he doesn't want to do that shit, he's leaving before noon. So he doesn't have to ask anybody for shit. That's um, so petty. And we yeah. think he's going to return Air Force One. We think he's going to, like... <laughs> he's going to, like, paint fire, yeah. fire, like, uh, yeah. science... The flames. Cartoons all be, over it. Flame cartoons. There's going to be truck nuts on the back. All over the oh, inside no. of that thing. Yeah. Um, Who knows? But, I mean, it would go along with the other images we've seen, because, like, remember there's that photo over the weekend of someone taking off with the Abraham Lincoln bust? Yeah. yeah. So, Ugh. who knows if they go in there and they're like, yo, he stripped the... He stripped the plane. Like it's on cinder blocks. (laughs) Like AOC said, people try to steal her shoes. Like it's like I feel like yeah. yeah, At this point, the orders of Ben Shapiro allegedly. (laughs) Mm. Did he need some place to sleep? Just curl up in her shoe and just love shoes. And I don't understand why my wife says it's turning her (laughs) off when I want to sniff her toesies. They're Uh, yummy. Well, speaking of uh, what happens after Trump uh, is done with Air Force One, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, people were making a big deal that he basically said yesterday uh, the president encouraged the insurrection uh, and he's saying the right things. Like people are like, well, that's a good sign. But he's saying them very carefully and in a noncommittal way that suggests that he's I like if he wanted to be more forthright in his condemnation he would like I, everything mm-hmm. that we've learned of this person is that he is a pure political animal who's only interested in securing power and you know he's saying insurrection bad but i i have to think he's going to use the fact that trump is no longer in office as an argument to not go through with voting to impeach it's like hard, the, you know, yeah, he's like doing a thing where he has to be Mitch McConnell and right. play poker, but then the numbers are also going up for impeachment after he leaves office. 
So like, cause a lot of these, especially the establishment Republicans are trying to figure out like, what are we actually dealing with once yeah. he leaves? Like who is really on that Trump shit and they might MAGA themselves and in, into a third party or do we, is there a way to still get them back? So I think they're contending with a lot of different things. They can I have think, Jim Jordan. I don't think we want him back. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants him. Not even, I don't even, I don't think earth wants him. Um, <sighs> but yeah, to, to the, all along with that, though, is the one thing that I can see, I can see him doing both, either being against impeachment or for it, is that it helps him still be in charge of what the Republican Party is. But I think we, right now we don't know what that is, you know, because mm -hmm. if it turns if it's still 80 percent MAGA, then he has a then he might not be able to do anything about it. Um, right. So it's a it's a very it's interesting. I mean, you know. Darth Vader's daughter and and Liz Cheney and him are both seemingly going to do what's right. But I we'll see if that triangulation is going to work. It's funny mm. that you said Darth Vader, because I was thinking like Star Wars, like when uh, Ray and um, what's his face? Uh, I, don't, I don't Kylo. know. I, Kylo. Yeah, Kylo. Rilo, <laughs> Rilo Kylie. Adam Driver. Um, when they when they get together, because I. Like, you know, even though the Democrats are sort of starting to get better, I don't know, question mark, they are like so much older in general than the Republicans. And I do think we are going to get to a point where like Gen Z and the younger generation will make a third party. And it, it will be from both sides because it's a fallacy that there's two sides since most of us are criticizing both sides. Yeah, there's going to be like the third party that's going to be more the voice of the future. It might not be all like what we want, but it will feel more like some people from It'll super far yeah. left, super far right coming together to be like, let's actually listen to each other. I don't know if do there's something. I don't know if that the extremes can come together. But I think the unifying thing would be like people who understand that they're somehow either economically or legislatively oppressed. Yeah. Right. Economic well, the extremes like I think it goes in a circle because I mean, not to this is sort of silly. But like when I saw the like they're very dangerous and violent guys who went into the White House. But they're also these dudes who just so much in dude land where you like they're not even connecting to like they're removed from the idea of actually having a family. But they'll say things like, oh, you know, traditional family. They're almost like extreme lesbian clans that are like no man. Like it's obviously very different because not violent, but like in the same sense of rejecting the whole thing to then be part of a culture that only is an echo chamber. They're actually way more similar to the thing that they think they're super against than they sure, are to the sure. center. But I think it's still like it's hard for. Yeah, I don't know that how easily people will be able to put that ideology aside. I think overall, I think over time, people realize how empty this like partisan mm. language that's used is and right. how little effect yeah. it actually has on your like your ongoing day to day life that to hear someone just be like, I don't know what you know, I don't care about this or that. I'm just saying that we need to have a just an essential level of hum humanity that we apply across the board. You yeah. know, because it's getting into like, well, what about the conservatism is about this? Like, well, you know what? I don't care <laughs> about that because I think the biggest thing is that, like, I'm not looking at destitute people that I know we can help yeah. or or how I how I can change my situation or for my kids. I think that's going to be like a thing that hopefully gains more traction as like people just, yeah. you know, like you're saying, it's like it's the like the partisan tug of war thing is just sort of like the spectacle to detract from like. Yeah, but what does that mean for our outcomes? Yeah, as, like, like humanity, people, like yeah. living our lives. But I think that's exactly why, like, the identity politics are going to be less important now that we have more decentralized ways of communicating because we can strip down. Ultimately, even though they go about it the wrong way, conservatives also just say they want the best for their family. But if you could actually strip it down to everyone, like, what if you could vote? With AI, like you literally just vote what you wanted by policy and thought, and then it actually optimize the perfect structure of like 90% of people want a roof over their head. Okay, well, here's how we could actually calculate how to do that outside of identity politics. I right. think people would put down the identity politics when they realize that, oh, me and everyone I know wants to eat and sleep. And actually this other stuff is like, we can do that later. Like, right. I think we would get over the identity stuff very fast. The AI party. I believe that everyone should have a right to <laughs> I'm an announcing education. my run for no, I'm just kidding. And, and we should also ignore the three rules of robotics. Asimov was a hack, honestly. Let's just let's just get our hand off the brakes here, folks. Deregulate it. <laughs> All right, let's take another quick break. We'll be right back.
And we're back. And uh, again, looking forward to, I guess, the end of today. Uh, So Joe Biden will be president and he has picked Dr. Rachel Levine to be assistant health secretary as America passes 400,000 COVID deaths in just a year. Uh, It's been a, a single year since the since the first case was found in America. Miles, you were pointing out this is kind of a, a encouraging sign. It has so many things that are heartening about mm. this woman being picked as assistant health secretary. Because not only like, OK, she's coming from running the, the health department in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has been like doing a really good job in terms of how they've been handling COVID cases. Um, you know, they're saying that like, uh, you know, under her leadership, there was like a post-holiday spike, but overall, their new cases and hospitalizations have dropped since like early January, which is not as for us in this city. We're like, OK, how, please, uh, because we're out here lifting like regulations on cremation because there's literally so many bodies piling up in this city. Yeah. Um, you know, also that someone who isn't coming from pharma or some revolving door thing or some weird think mm. tank that's really there to be like we need to get money like to fuck public health this is someone with public health very much in the front of their mind uh she was a pediatrician at penn state and her expertise was in helping young teens with eating disorders or anyone who's doing self-harm like this is a compassionate mm. person who whose life's work was under like is treating people and the one detail that the media is very uh, has been pointing out, and almost is leading the entire thing with, is that she's a trans woman, and I, and I think that like everything is just like le- just hyper focused on this, which I think is fantastic because it is historic to have this first openly trans person have such hold such high office and things like that. But a lot of times they're not talking about like what that means as her function as the mm. like the main policy driver of health and human services. Um, and that's really what I'm excited about is that we have somebody who is has shown that they understand how to, at least from their state, handle a pandemic, who has a bit of humanity to them. And also credit to the administration for saying for like basically putting the front of mind inclusion of trans people as a matter of health policy. Um, those are all like very, very great things. And yeah, and it couldn't come at a better time because there's states like, you know, Montana and Idaho that are trying to pass all kinds of fucked up bills targeting trans kids, whether it's keeping kids from participating in sports or, you know, denying access to like hormone therapies and things like that. It, it's it's good to see that at a federal level that we are, you know, we're positioning people that can do a, to do right by all people. So. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds great. And also just it seems like they're going to, I mean, I feel like on the left and all the podcasts we do, like we're all very aware mental health is a big part of just health, but I mm-hmm. think as a nation we haven't necessarily like reconciled that and I think based on her experience like you know working with teenagers with um disorders and things like that, a lot of it's tied into mental health, so I feel hopeful that there's going to be a lot more reform and attention put on um just like wellness in holistic sense and not just on like yeah, like pharma and body and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when you think of right now, who is currently in that position of assistant secretary, <laughs> I just put a picture there because I'm like, I'm glad to see Dr. Rachel Levine there because right now we have Admiral Brett Gerard, oh who looks like a fucking algorithm of yes. like a dude you would be afraid to tell anything. I don't think he's cried in like five years. I don't think you should be able to be a board of any health thing if you can't cry and be in touch with your own no like his emotions this <laughs> man's photo i just implore the zai gang check the photo of this man and just look at this photo it looks like a kind of doctor who would say why are you crying right now <laughs> it looks you like know? he's holding or in tears dad. constantly and that's yeah. why his eyes are his, like that he's like I, his I eyebrow is ever cry. his eyebrows <laughs> cocked in the photo like he's already not compassionate about yeah, he doesn't, the believe, he doesn't believe his patients <laughs> he's yeah. like so what's wrong with you tough today? it out yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get back out there, soldier. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he looks like a character from American Dad, like the just super everybody's a fan of American Dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but he just like super, I don't know, old school military, like this picture could be from the 1950s if if the quality wasn't higher. 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, look, this guy, like he had, he has bona fides and things like that, but you know what? It's, it's, it's just nice to see someone who it looks like the country, like looks balance, like a person. Yeah. yeah. Who is not, you know, who's just made it their, their goal to just do right um, through their profession. And then, yeah, look what it, uh, you do such a good job. It elevates you to the point where, you know, someone in leadership wants you to have a huge role. So yeah, good on. I've, I've read people who I haven't, uh, read all of biden's like plan for uh attacking the pandemic uh but people who have read it who are like kind of up on uh, how policy work are describing it on twitter as like infuriatingly like basic it's just like all these things that it's obvious we should have been doing from day one that just we're not getting done because my mom just got got back from taiwan and she said they didn't even take her temperature at the airport oh really yeah, I mean, like coming back to LA, like or uh, the Bay Area, but like oh. she had to be there for months because they you have to be quarantined for fourteen days in your room and then thirty days before you can like be out in crowds and stuff. And then she was like, "No wonder it's really bad here. They aren't <laughs> yeah. even trying. Like they literally yeah. are not even trying." They're like, they're "Oh, like, come Gucci on in." Mane and Tyga were at a maskless club <laughs> party in Miami, huh? Well, you know what it is, is nobody could be worse coming in. They're almost like, please come in with your antibodies. Like, yeah. U.S. is the worst right now. Like, everyone come in. Like, bring your vaccines yeah. with you. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. Come in. Yes, herd immunity. <laughs> That's not how it works. I don't care. <laughs> Just a, a heads up for uh, our listeners. A uh, couple last things. First of all, if you want to get your my pillows at Kohl's, uh, <laughs> Or Bed Bath & Beyond, you're going to have to go oh fat, God. move pretty fast because uh, the free market's doing its work. Uh, that's what that's what the right-wing economists are always telling us. You know, just leave it to the free market. Well, that's what's happening. Uh, right-wing right. people who believe in the free market uh, unequivocally uh, are calling this censorship, but it's really just, you know, the stink of their... Moral bankruptcy and overt white supremacy. And, yes. You know, it's you know. the same thing y'all say when you're like, I'll never buy Keurig or Nike. You're saying you won't do that because you're going to speak with your dollars. And right. then hopefully that will signal to the company when the dollars migrate that they need to get right. But yeah. but you don't like it when <laughs> most people are like, oh, we're against all this shit y'all love. Um, mm -hmm. and when it, you know, the thing is it is affecting their business. Like, yeah, we can't have this shit in here because we right. need to make money. Fuck your feelings. We make money here. It's almost um, like the bad people are just bad still always yeah. <laughs> till the end. <laughs> so this is in response to the, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell going to visit with the president, having a plan for, you know, fascist overthrow of the government. Like, and in his hands, like that's how we found out is he had like big notes for it. And on the right side broadcasting network, uh, he was interviewed and said, I just got off the phone with Bed Bath & Beyond. They're dropping my pillow. Just got off the phone not five minutes ago. Kohl's, all these different places. These companies, they're scared like a Bed Bath & Beyond. They're scared. They were good partners. In fact, I told them, you guys come back anytime you want. <laughs> oh just, how gracious of him i know i cool. just love that he thinks it's like oh they'll they'll figure it out soon he's enough. like you didn't break up with me i broke up with you yeah but yeah. i'll take you back when you decide to <laughs> yeah. take my back uh yikes um well yeah good 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 for good for coals and bed bath and beyond only getting there now Right. Look, you, you guys know. can make pillows at home they're really easy it's literally the first thing you learn to sew when you learn to sew it's two squares oh, Okay, you don't. This my pillow guy. It's like he obviously isn't passionate about pillows. He's it's trying to make easy a big to deal. Make a pillow. He, give do? Him, he just has a business that he's like pillows. Okay, you it's take like, a hoodie. <laughs> you take a hoodie. You tie up the drawstrings at the top of the hoodie and loop it so the hood is closed. Then you tie <laughs> knots on the arm sleeves and then at the and then you <laughs> stuff it with jeans and then you tie the bottom and that's the first pillow I ever used. Pants, uh, sweatpants <laughs> work really well because you got like the double, so you it's very easy easy to manipulate if you stuff them with like oh t-shirts or something. You can. I'm gonna have to talk to both of your 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 partners <laughs> and just make sure they're doing okay because uh, <laughs> make sure that the house is uh, oh her not, not in disarray. I, I, 
she, she said, you couldn't sleep with your quote unquote pillow in the garage. <laughs> and I was like, well, then I oh. guess me and my pillow will be in the garage. It's well, not disarray not if thing. I know where all the sweatpants are, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> um, yeah. That, How that's can I have lice if I don't have hair? <laughs> <laughs> Riddle me that. So it sounds like your problem, fair, not fair mine. Fair enough, fair enough. You're right. I'm sorry. I overstepped. <laughs> Shouldn't have assumed. Uh, and as we say goodbye to the former first family, uh, someone who I feel like we haven't paid as much attention to, still probably way Shame too that. much attention to, oh, no. uh, but Tiffany Trump seems like she is, she understands what, what's happening. And uh, real quickly, got some... Got some snaps in uh, for the gram uh, of engagement photos. Uh, She got engaged. It's nice to see. You know, she knows. Okay, how much time do we have? She's like, Michael, we have to. Apparently, we actually have to fucking be out Tuesday night. It's not even Wednesday morning. So Mm. we need to take this fucking photo now. Or if you're going to if we're going to get engaged, we got to be soon. So they got engaged. Um, and she posted. It looks like a like a log school graduation photo. Yeah, they're both in. She's wearing black. He's wearing black. It's not a. I don't think it's. Look, I'm gonna take. Um, look, this might be a hot take. I don't think this is the engagement photo she wanted. <laughs> this feels very rushed. Um, it doesn't. I feel like there are a lot cooler places to take photos that indicate you're at the White House than sort of yeah, like it's not this, even the. It's not even an iconic part of the White House. It's I mean, it's like, like it, that one spot the back where, like, alley or something. <laughs> Right, it's like I think we go from like the press to like the West Wing or something like it's always yeah. like the spot where you see like walk and talk. Sixty talks. minutes to the walk and talk. I was just gonna say there. it's the walk and oh talk. It's like specifically but there like, for yeah, but you have to know right because like for look, if I'm there, I want it to be like literally like on the lawn, and I'm yeah, like, what the up, the White House? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Not like this subtle shit. So she's with Michael Bulos, who's her fiance, uh, who popped the question. I don't know if had I don't know if it was you know, a, a, a rushed engagement because the time was ticking on this photo. Uh, but he's in a quote unquote executive at his dad's company. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I just want to say the most important detail here Self-made is man. that, oh, absolutely, <laughs> is that Tiff and Mikey, they met in Greece, okay? When Tiffany was spending time with her BFF and international oh, woman of mystery, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, wow. So... Get it, Tiffany, with your fucking Mykonos island Hell hopping yes. ass. At wow. least with Tiffany, like, I, I know she was, like, kind of a punchline for a lot of the presidency, but at the very least, like, she did stay out of it. With Ivanka, like, I feel like right from the start, it was almost in a way kind of reverse, or it was sexist where people were like, she'll save us. I'm like, Ivanka's never done anything or said anything to make us think she's weak. She's actually much scarier because she's more palatable to look at, and she is very much behind her dad. Like, she's never... Right. But yet, from the beginning, we're like, she'll save us. We're like, why? Why, why do we think than, that? Yeah. No, why do we just, ever yeah. think that? Maybe Tiffany, because Tiffany maybe doesn't want to be there, but Ivanka seems like she she might run, you know? Like, she can, yeah, she can iterate on the dumb shit yeah. that her dad did and maybe do and something her being more like, effective. Seeming, but... like, less threatening because she's a woman to sexist actually makes her more dangerous, which the other thing... I think she might run. So let's not let that happen. Nah, nah. We'll see. We'll see how toxic that name is, or it's just that thing where it's like we get that text, mm. up, and we're like, "Fuck, do we? Maybe she's different than her dad." Mm-hmm. Uh, but even though Tiffany, she's shown no evidence of that at all, Tiffany may have just been smarter. You know what I mean? Like she was, she was like, "I'm gonna go to law school. I'm gonna just talk shit." Like because all the stories were privately, she would flame her fucking family, <laughs> and then like, but then be at the events, you know, because she whatever has to be. But I don't know if she's just saying that to you know because she's sort of deft at maneuvering, you know, social settings. But, you know, much, uh, you know, much success to the newly engaged couple. And I hope, I hope Lindsay Lohan is the officiant at the wedding. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. We, we or Mike Lindsay. Lindell. Right, right. Oh my God. Who's the Republican politician who, is it Matt Getz, who is oh. really into Tiffany and was like, Loving her photos and being like absolute stunning. Tiffany's so hot. Uh, Matt Matt Gates is the one that's like, yeah, he was the one. Him and Jim Jordan during the tech hearing were like the most ridiculous, like saying the stupidest QAnon stuff. Yeah, right. they're always 
I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll uh, hopefully this uh, but investigation. But younger, so you would part of you wants him to like be smarter, even though that's discrimination. I'm sorry, but like with yeah. the older guys, like there's a tradition to it. Where it's yeah. like we know you don't think this, but the younger ones, I'm like, you could change things. Why are you mm-hmm. doing this? Yeah, but if you, you know, but it's like anything when people like grow up idolizing a dumb person. Like, right. like you should know better. It's like, oh, but you grew up idolizing Louis Gohmert. Okay, right. No wonder. Yeah. Like, I would like to no be swag. that dumb person for children to idolize one day. Mm. Yeah. Well, you can be. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. When you when you do that whole children's book, E equals MC squared. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This does kind of tie in with just the overall question of what McConnell is going to do because if he does ultimately, you know, vote to convict and gets the two thirds in the Senate. I feel like then the question immediately becomes which Trump child is going to run for president in 2024. Probably. Yeah. And it, it would be between Don Jr. and Ivanka. Um, what about Barron? Or, I feel like. Uh, or is there calculus like don't do like, right, OK, if you're super if you're playing, you know, shithead Machiavellian chess with Mitch McConnell, uh, is mm. it that you leave him there? You don't. You also vote to not impeach him so the party's like okay man mitch mitch has figured it out to know if i this idiot will think he can run in four years mm-hmm. fuck that he ain't gonna fuck even if he tries we we know this time we'll obliterate we'll club his ass the fuck out of here he won't even know what fucking hit him we'll we'll do everything we can this time to stop him if he even has it like if they feel that they're they're down to face of trump in four years type person versus cleaving him from the party, giving all this energy to the Trump name just to march out a kid. And now they're contending with like an angry party that they pissed off yeah. from holding him accountable. And now they don't know how to wrangle that. I don't know. It's a hmm. uh, problem I care not to be in, but I think I they're think- still playing too much in the future. I mean, like the reality is what well, we got to get back to the truth, right? Like they're still trying to, like you said, play chess instead of just going, this is the thing we should do now because we kept, putting snooze on like panic and then it was like people almost can't panic anymore because like i don't know i'm dumb but just get rid of him and then if all that stuff happens and it comes back and then we deal with it we (laughs) if we are like constantly like playing this game then we're just giving him more and more space to do whatever whatever he wants sure you need like stop thinking about it let him fade away you know yeah the other thing is like the to your point even all of the triangulating and calculations and things like that they pale in comparison to just addressing problems directly. Yes. You know, yeah. for even for people. Like the Republicans, they came in like, yo, Joe Biden didn't go far enough mm. uh to like help the people of like my constituency. Like, that's gonna that's gonna pull well, even if people are like, Yeah, but you're a Trumper. Like, because objectively that's like a better sentiment to have, but they're so they're so over leveraged in white supremacy and oppression yeah. that they have to just yeah. go. Well, fuck, man, how are we going to fuck around this time? Because we can't just suddenly be all like humane and shit and actually build a coalition of support. Like, so. Right. But they could in a way where it would be dangerous because all they have to do is do one thing that's out of the ordinary. It would be like, oh, we like you again. We trust them. Like, imagine if the Republican Party suddenly changed its view on immigration, but nothing else, like abortion, nothing else. I think they would win over a lot of people. It's almost kind Maybe. of scary. It takes a But the like, Democrats have like, mastered that, so it'll be true. hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the shade. The shade. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Teresa, it's been a pleasure, as always, having you. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Um, you can follow me at Larissa T online. And I am selling Valentine's so if you want. They're kind of like cheeky. They're all based on jokes I've written. So it's on my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shop. I'm sorry I'm not as funny because I haven't done stand-up. But I did start an OnlyFans for talking about the singularity in quantum. So if you really do want to hear very unfunny but like Teresa thoughts, like if you like that one video of me doing shrooms on Cracked, follow me on OnlyFans. Uh, it's OnlyFans slash Teresa Lee. I, it's literally me talking about quantum in a way that makes sense to me but yeah. might just be entertaining for you guys oh <laughs> yeah uh and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying oh sure this one made me laugh this morning uh, i don't know this person it was just on my tl uh at abby Manuel said one time a trader joe's cashier gave me a single rose for free and i saw the same guy at a bar that weekend and was like hey you gave me a flower and he was like i don't remember they just tell us to do stuff like that oh <laughs> Just, uh, you know, delighting <laughs> just, the customer. It's yeah, just, just a little yeah. story there. Kind of captured the, uh, you know, just life is like that. Have have a good day, but also 
it's fine if you don't. And right. don't think don't think too much, okay? Nobody's trying to nope, everything's about themselves, you know. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, I love oof, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> at Miles of Gray. Also uh 90 Day Fiance podcast for 20 Day Fiance. Check that out if you want to talk or hear me talk that shit about 90 Day. Uh, the tweets that I like. The first one, maybe I did this one. I don't know, but I'll say it again because I love it. It's from Foghorn Respector at Sounds and Color. Uh, it's from last week, but it started off. Officer, do you? Oh, this is so. It's a dialogue between this person and the officer. <laughs> officer, do you know how fast you were going? Me. Well, where were you the evening of January sixth? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Ha, ha. Flipping on him. Uh, and then another one, which is just very real uh, and fucked up. It's from at It's Push Push, uh, tweeting, malls are open, but the morgues are full. Don't mm. come to L.A. Damn. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. I mean, that that is the perfect example of how this country doesn't work. And TV production is essential. Yes. It's essential work. Of course. No. Okay. Um, okay. 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 I make the Super Bowl commercials, you know. Right. Exactly. Chips won't sell themselves. Well, if we don't have a special episode to talk about the AFC Championship game, what what do we have? Thank you. Thank you. Grace tweeted, "Daddy issues is so bizarre because the term itself literally implies men have done something wrong." But our world is so misogynistic, it excuses men from taking any accountability for their actions and just shames women instead. Damn. Uh, I thought was a very Fuck you, TikTok. <laughs> what was that? TikTok serving me that shit up? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just do they have something that's about No, just saying to Teresa's point about oh, like oh, just yeah, this yeah. serving your subconscious yeah. back up to you. Hey, you know what fuck I mean? That. Um, you can find Fuck me you on self awareness. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off footnotes. to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? We're going to continue along the L. Michaels affair. Uh, journey we've been going on that album that we talked about uh, that was just so smooth um you know they, they just they, 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 their whole catalog is strong and there's a track um that they have with this artist pia malik and they just they i don't know how else to describe it it's l michael's affair being so nice on the instruments and then pia malik's vocals on here very bollywood very funky and it's called Murkit Gem or Gem and I apologize if I completely butchered that pronunciation but it's spelled M-U-R-K-I-T and the next word is G-E-M check this out it has wonderful vibes it's very relaxing and funky so you know you know how I get down I do know how you get down thanks uh, we're gonna get down to that uh, the Daily Zeitgeist that, that sounded cool right that sounded young and oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. relevant uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite <laughs> shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. <laughs> Bye.